This episode of Under Further Review is sponsored by the Will Pinton Agency with Alpha Insurance. As your local hometown Alpha agent, it is Will's duty to assist you and your family in any way possible with your insurance needs. Will's goal is to give his customers a personal and professional service, and it's a goal that he takes seriously. Will is available 24-7. He wants to help serve you and your family and also become a friend along the way. Regardless of where you live in the state of Alabama, Will can write insurance for you. Will is my personal insurance agent for everything I have insured, from my home to my vehicles, and I wouldn't have anyone else. Not only is he there when I need him, but he's also a very good friend. Give Will a call today at 256-343-4614. Go give his Facebook page a like at willpentonagency-alphainsurance or send him an email at wpenton at alphains.com. He's located in Boaz at 101 South Main Street, Boaz, Alabama, 35957. And again, give him a call today at 256-343-4614. Today's sports are under further review. The UFR Sports Podcast with Anthony Burgess. 180, 180, spider two, wide banana. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> The previous play is under further review. Your go-to podcast to hear the latest in the sports world. We are live. Welcome to another edition of Under Further Review, the sports podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Burgess, joined alongside with Will Pinton. What's up, everyone? Colton Kelly. What's going on? And our first uh, return guest, Coach Miles Hawkham yeah. of the Southside Panthers. Excited to be back. Yeah, man. Glad to have you here. Um, so first things first, uh, our intro, obviously, is becoming a thing <clears throat> from the last episode. It's a thing. With Colton giving his best impression of what that sounds like. Well, you know what? This is going to happen. I mean, I'm just going to have to keep outdoing myself every week to where it turns <laughs> into like a five-minute thing. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to record the entire intro. Yeah. So we're going to ask you to give us your, your best shot on the uh, the intro. Pershing 55, Pershing 55, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty spot on. Yeah, no, I can't beat that. Yeah. I, you yeah. got to try it, Will. <clears throat> no, no. No? I don't think I got it in me, man. <laughs> but on I the, thought I had it until it was time. Will, Will was like, I don't want to make myself sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. The lights turned on and I laid down. <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the last one, after Colton went through his uh, – his like mock intro, he's like, whoa, 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 and like making all the football sounds. And he said, Oh, I broke my leg. Like add, <laughs> adding in the like the ad libs to it. Uh, well, so it's, almost, it's almost turned into an icebreaker at this point. So I yeah. guess we're in for it. It really has. You know, like uh, Jermaine, uh, Funny Man Johnson, yeah. you've heard yeah. him. No, so no. He, he, yeah, well, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So he used to do like he used to have like the actual Sweet Home Alabama intro. Uh-huh. And then like some kind of copyright deal caused him to have to just like do it like make the sound with his mouth or whatever so yeah. he, he's had to start doing that okay. which we own this intro so we're good okay, good yes yeah. the intro with anthony burgess yeah. no one else yeah, yeah. <laughs> so coach Hawkins, man we're glad to have you back we yeah. truly are and i just said that um a really awesome episode last time we had you on i know that you developed a lot of fans from our listeners i had several people texting me saying hey man i didn't know anything about the um 
the Southside football program or Miles Holcomb, but I'm a fan now just after hearing uh, you, you know, talk. I've actually listened back to that episode a couple of times since we recorded it just to go back and kind of, you know, take in the knowledge that, that you were, you know, given us the last time you were on. So definitely appreciate you coming back. Um, like I said, first time return guest for us mm-hmm. for under further review. So very thankful for that. Yeah, I Thank appreciate you. y'all having me, having me back on. Yes, sir. Um, so man, let's just catch up on, on life in general. Yeah. Uh, where, where are you at in life now? I know you got a, a new baby girl. Yeah. Um, give us a rundown. Yeah. So, uh, so she was born, uh, May 3rd. Mm. So she's born May 3rd. And, uh, it was, it was, it was, you know, pretty crazy story. Like Kayla had a pretty, you know, easy, I mean, relatively, you know, easy pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we had the, everything was scheduled. Like we were good. Um, May 3rd, you know, we're at St. Vincent's. It's going to be probably, we thought two days. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we go in and, and, you know, everything's, I mean, it's like she's out. You know, mm-hmm. she was out. The first time was like a 14 hour deal with Cannon. Um, and then this time it was, hey, like the, the, when the doctor came in, she's like, hey, you better be ready. Cause, uh, in about two pushes, you're going to have, we're going to have a baby out here. And I was <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. If you say so, like I've seen this story before. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, and that's, that's how it was. Um, and then the crazy thing was, uh, that night, um, the, they come in, they, you know, obviously the pediatricians and all them people, they come in, they do, they check and do all their things. And, and I was kind of, I was over on the couch. I had like a Southside shirt on and, uh, I was actually like going through some stuff because we, we started spring practice May 9th. Mm-hmm. And so like I was kind of going through some stuff, making sure we had, you know, the schedules we wanted and, and the installs ready to go ahead and start meeting because that's what we were about to start doing, uh, the following week. Well, doctor comes in. He was like, Hey, you know, I think she's got a little bit of a heart murmur. We're going to, we're going to kind of check that out. So we're going to, we're going to, you know, order a, uh, uh, an echo tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so I kind of got up and walked over there and, you know, and he was like, Hey, did you go to, you, are you from Southside? And I said, Well, no, sir. I, I just coached football there. And the guy that, that actually found it, which ended up, you know, probably saving, Charlie's life was he's from Southside graduated from Southside hmm. oh wow uh, wow pretty pretty crazy deal so then the next day you know we're talking to people you know my brother and him come in there and um mom and dad were on the way down and like I was I, like I had my computer open I was talking to our DB coach mm-hmm. um we we're just talking about you know what we were going to do and because he kind of runs our strength and conditioning program too and we go and the the nurse comes in and she's like hey we're about to go to the echo uh do you want to go with me and Kayla was like, well, how long does it last? And she's like, ah, probably five minutes or so. Um, so I didn't take my phone. Like, I didn't take anything. And we go, like, we walk back there. And uh, I just remember they get they get back there, and she had, like, a little onesie on that had her name on it, like a little white onesie. And they do the echo or whatever. And I just remember, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, but up on the screen, it was a lot of blue and a lot of red. And I just remember that. And the the doctor was like, hey, look. We're going, we're going to do some stuff that's going to irritate her a little bit. So we're going to take you to this other room. Not, I don't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go back in the other room and like, I'm, I'm, I can, I remember like the conversation I'm having with my, myself in my head. I'm thinking like, all right, well, day one, we're all zone runs. And so then day two, we need to add some gap scheme stuff in there so we can work some RPO off of the gap scheme stuff. And I, like, I remember thinking that and I, I wasn't, you know, worried about anything else. Well, then the doctor came in 
Um, when the, and when the when she came back in there and like sat down, I was like, oh, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it is, but something's wrong. Um, and that's when she told me she had a trunk of arteriosis, basically, um, her. Uh, her heart, uh, it, the, the oxygenated and deoxygenated blood was all mixed together. Uh, you know, more, most of the time you have like your pulmonary artery and then you have your arteries that, that one takes the, the blood from the heart to the lungs, mm-hmm. gets the oxygen, brings it back, and then out the other artery, distributes it to your body. Well, hers were together. Like they weren't, there wasn't two, there wasn't two separate ones. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know, she's going to have to have heart surgery. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. I can't tell Kayla. Like, so she's like, I'm going to walk back there with you. We're going to go ahead and transport y'all to, to children's right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, you know, we're going to go ahead and go. And so I go back in the room. My mom and dad had just got there with Cannon. Um, we walked back in there and like, I'm a disaster. Uh, I mean, I was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tell them, we get our stuff together. Like Kayla's... I don't know, a couple, like she's probably 24 hours, 26 hours out of giving birth. Um, and at first they said, hey, you can ride in the transport. Like you'll be able to ride in the transport over there um, with the people that's taking her. So it was like, all right. So uh, I tell my, I tell mother and I'm like, hey, you, you know, if daddy drives the truck, you just, you know, drive our car and take Cannon with you. Me and Kayla going to go down. We're going to ride with the transport. And uh they, they was like, okay, so they go and they get parking spots over there. Well, me and Kayla's down there in the bottom waiting on them to transport her. So they they take her out and they was like, are y'all we're, are y'all gonna meet us over there? And and I was like, well, they the, they told us we could we could ride in the transport. And the people that was in charge of the transport was like, no, that's against our policy. You can't do that. Mm. So like I call I call my mom like, hey, you're gonna have to come back and get us. Like they're in the they're in the parking deck at St. Vincent's or not at St. Vincent's but at, at Children's. Uh-huh. And then they come back over there like she's having to come back over there. So me and Kayla up at the top. And like I said, she's 26, 27 hours out of giving birth, and she's like, where are they at? I'm like, I I don't know. So we just take off walking down the road. Like me and Kayla just just start walking down the road. My mother picks us up like on the road. Like she just stops in the middle of the road and we get in the car. Yeah. Um. And we go, uh, and they were great. Like children's was great. Um, you know, they, you see some things, uh, you see some things in there, like when you're staying in there that, uh, will change your perspective on, on why you do what you do and how you do what you do. And, um, you see people that, that have a ton of uh, support in there. And then you see other little kids that ain't, ain't really got a whole lot of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll break your heart. Yeah. It really will. Um, but, you know, the day we were supposed to have the first day of practice was her heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And so um, May 9th, she had her heart surgery. And I remember I was we were super, super fortunate. Um, Miss Vicky, who's the athletic secretary at, at Hoover, um, she's I call her Mama V because um, that's, that's, what, that's what she was when, when I worked there. And um, her daughter worked on like the eighth floor at Children's. And so she was talking, hey, how's everything going? And she said, well, here's here's some things they said for you guys to be prepared for. Um, and one of them was, how is she going to look when she comes out of surgery? Mm-hmm. And so they had, which, you know, our nurses did a good job. Of, like, they brought us the stuff. And because initially she was so small, they said that when they brought her back, she's probably going to be open for a couple days. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to leave her open until she healed up. So then they could, you know, wow. sew her back together or whatever. 
And luckily, that that wasn't the case. I mean, she came back. She was already, you know, stitched up, and she had everything taken care of. But um, we ended up being in there uh, for a total of, I think, like 20 days, mm. um, which was we were fortunate because when we first got there, I said, you know, I remember asking asking the doctor, I said, you know, what are we looking at, like, timeline-wise? She said, mm, anywhere from 10 days to 10 weeks. Wow. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. So um, the first week, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to go to practice. Um, we would, it was, we would, I would, Kayla made me go out in the hall because she said I was, I was too loud and we'd be watching tape in the, in the room um, from spring practice. And so I would have to go out in the hall. So I would meet with our kids. Uh, like I would Zoom call with like, with Gage mm-hmm. um, and makes like just, you know, my, my, our coaching staff did a really good job. Like during that, those two weeks, like they did, especially the first week, because I wasn't there at all the first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did, they did an awesome job. Um, you know, I, I probably spent, I probably spent most of my time talking to Turner, who's, who coaches our, our offensive line and does our, our run game stuff, because I mean, that's, especially first week of spring, like you're trying to make sure that that's kind of solidified and you want to get that going. And, mm-hmm. and we had some, we had some new pieces. <clears throat> we had some young guys that we needed to get reps and, you know, we kind of knew what we had with the perimeter guys and with Gage, but we needed to make sure that the, the offensive line was ready. We had some new tight ends and fullbacks and had a couple of new backs. So we're spending time doing that. And we'll, we'd watch tape together. Like, so we'd pull it up and I'd have my iPad with like the, we'd have practice tape and then we'd be, we'd be Zoom calling over here and like talking about it. And I'm mm-hmm. making like crazy notes, you know, and everything. And so, um, week one was tough. Week two, um, I guess I didn't realize how tired I was week two because we'd, I would, I would get up and I would drive back, go to work, go to practice. And then as soon as practice was over, I would leave and go straight back to the hospital. And mm-hmm. when I'd get to the hospital, I'd watch the tape myself and they would all kind of already have it broken down and they'd send me their notes. And we're looking, I'm looking at it and trying to, we're piecing everything together. And then, you know, we did a great job of scheduling center point. Who's friggin' they're really good. Coach Bates does an incredible job. Um, we end up playing them. So, uh, funny, funny story about the way that, game went um the day before my principal was like hey you look exhausted <laughs> and i was like i'm 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 good and she's like yeah. you need you need to you need tomorrow you need to you need to stay home and sleep she's like come in do what you need, and then go back home and sleep and then you just come back um which you know miss tucker's been she's been incredible to me since i've been there um i think she's she's an awesome principal uh, you can't you you can't do you can't do the job without without really good administration, um, and we've got you know Miss Tucker's awesome as a principal. Our two assistant principals, uh, Coach Chapel's our baseball coach, and then uh, Mr. Nelson. Like they, we couldn't do any of the things that we do without them three. You know, and then our superintendent, uh, Dr. Cosby's. I mean, he's the best. Like. You know, he's 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 been an official, been an SEC. He was, you know, an SEC official for a long time. Like, you know, he's he's you know, he's the real deal. Um, does it the right way. Um, but that day, so I go home, um, and I told Gage, I was like, Hey, when you get back down here, like one o'clock, we'll meet, we'll go over the call sheet again, just make sure, clean some stuff up if you don't like it, you know, talk to me, you know, talk with me through, you know, what you like, what you don't like, and we'll talk about like our first fifteen. Um, he's like, All right, sounds good. And because me and him hadn't got to meet like throughout the like we would meet like virtually, but mm-hmm. me and him hadn't got to like sit down and like look at the tape and him tell me like, hey, I, I don't I don't know if I like this one because mm-hmm. I just don't feel comfortable with it or, or whatever the case was. Um, 
And so that day, so I go home, I like lay down for a second in, in, in our house, which was the first time we'd been there. And I was like, oh, I can't, it's great to be back home. We ain't home for a while and it's great to be back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lay down and I, and Kayla calls me and she's like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I just got home. Uh, you know, was going to take a nap and then go back up there. She's like, well, they said they, they they're going to discharge us. So as soon as you can get down here, we're going to, we're going to be gone. They're going to let us go home, which is the game day, like day of the game. We're playing center point. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So like I got up, like put my clothes on, like drove to Birmingham, go through that whole process of being discharged, which is, I mean, it's a nightmare almost yeah. to get discharged out of there, you know? <clears throat> so then we're driving back home and I guess the, um, just the adrenaline of, of knowing you, it's a back and forth thing. Like you just kind of know, uh, like I guess it wore off because we were coming home mm-hmm. and I was, we got to Spring Bowl and like I was so tired. I couldn't keep my eyes open and like we had to pull eyes like, Kayla, you're going to have to finish the rest of the way home. Like I can't keep, I cannot mm-hmm. stay awake. Mm-hmm. And so like I got in the back with Charlie and, and <clears throat> she drove the rest of the way home. Um, you know, and then we ended up playing that night and, you know, kids played hard, but it was just one of those things where, um, there was, there was some, there were some cool things that came out of it. Um, you know, one of the, we had a sticker on the back of our helmets and I like, I, I would keep a journal every day that we were in the hospital and I would kind of write things down and, uh, we were, we were having a, uh, uh, a spring scrimmage, just, you know, us on us. It was like our youth night and, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to go to that one. That was the Friday that we were still in the hospital. And um, I remember, like, I guess being – I was just kind of in my own head, like, feeling sorry for myself. Like, why are we Why are we here? Like, why did this have to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, why did this happen to her? Like, you know, we're not supposed to be here. We're supposed to be at home. Uh, and it was – it was – and then I don't know. I guess it was just the good Lord was like, you don't – you're not the one that gets to make the decision on what her story is. Mm. Like, that's not your call to make, right? You're not the one that gets to say, you know, who she impacts with her life and with her own story. And then, like, I remember writing in the journal, like, you are one of one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, that was that was something. I told our kids um, that story uh, when I got <clears throat> back the next week. And one of my kids was like, Coach, we should get that as a helmet sticker. Like, we should put one of one as a helmet sticker. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so, like, they, 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 like, mocked it up. Like, the kids did it. Like, they mocked it up. They sent it to me. And they was like, Coach, this would be an awesome helmet sticker. So we just got it. Yeah. Like, we just got it and put it on there. Um, and we'll probably use it for forever. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, as a coach, you know, like, it's easy for us to look at them as almost like commodities sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then you realize, like, I, I think you, I think you really realize, like, when you become a parent yourself, that the kids that you're coaching are somebody else's one of one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you have to treat them like that. And it's, and, and it's easy, it's easy, especially, in, you know, in today's society, um, when you look at, you know, what we do, you know, you're not going to please everybody. You yeah. know, somebody's going to be disappointed. Somebody's going to be upset about playing time. Somebody's going to be upset about why'd you call that on third down. I mean, you know, when you don't have success. Mm-hmm. But when you when you look at when you look at the parents and when you look at everybody pretty much in your program, instead of looking at them as an adversary, you look at them like they're your closest friend. Like it'll change your perspective on how you do things and the way you mm-hmm. treat the people that are inside the program, like on a on a daily basis. Um, and I think that that experience uh, allowed, I guess, allowed me to to change my perspective on on how I coach uh, which being being in year two will will change your perspective too you kind of know the kids a little bit better you mm-hmm. know like what coaching styles uh, resonate with each kid um, 
and that that was which that always helps. Um, and then like we were talking about earlier, like the trust that that we like that those kids they like they were like they they would text me every day. You know, I would get you know, hey coach, how's everything going? You know, uh, it was it was a pretty special deal because uh, you, you never know. And I, I was telling somebody before, you never really know like what most of the people in the program think about you. Like when you're the when you're the head coach or mm-hmm. when you're in it, because you just I mean everybody's like, well, you know, you never really know like how they actually feel about you most right. of the time. Yeah, uh, and we we you know, I guess we're fortunate enough to know like how they. I mean, they treated us like family, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I, I would like to think that that you know, we would have been anyway, but. Then we we got to experience it, right? Because uh, they took care of us um, every day. There would be something new sent to the hospital for us, or you know, somebody mm-hmm. would be sending us something. I mean, the night that uh, the the spring scrimmage, you know, we're not. Um, it, it wasn't like a, like a scheduled game because it was just us on us. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, Miss Clark had had set it up where there was a, a NFHS camera set up so I could watch the scrimmage live, and yeah, um, there was a. Uh, I've got the pictures in my office. Um, all of our, our ball boys and our ball girl had like written a note, uh, to Charlie. And like, there's a picture and I, I, I like, I just kind of like sat them all out, like on top of the computer. And like, while I was watching the game, like thinking like, man, this is a pretty, like we talked about, I remember we talked about, you know, last time about, um, you know, creating an environment and being at a place where you can watch people grow up and, and play from the time they're they're small until they get to you. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, man, this is like this will be a cool story in a couple of years. Like, yeah. This will be a, this will be a cool picture to have in a couple of years when when these guys are in the program. Yeah, you know. Um, and so it was a it was a long off season. Um, but it was it was I say it, it was it was a blessing, honestly, because um, she's you know. She's perfect now to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cannon loves her to death. Uh, he's too rough with her sometimes because <laughs> yeah. he wants to squeeze her. But, yeah. um, you know, she's spoiled rotten, which is to be expected, I guess. Sure. You know, mother always says, uh, you know, we'll be like, I'll be like, you know, you can let her lay. You don't have to. She's like, well, she laid two, she laid 20 days in that hospital. So, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. going to pick her up. That's right. You know, so that's just kind of, that's kind of how it was. But, you know, it was a, it was, it was a, a wild off season. Uh, it was, it was, um, different. Uh, it, I mean, I think, I think you can take something from all the experiences that you have. And for us, that was a shared experience with our, our kids and our program because mm-hmm. they, they went through it with us, you know, and the same thing with our staff. Our staff went through it with us too. Yeah. You know, Justin kind of had a lot on his plate, um, going from just being the defense coordinator to then all of a sudden that happened. Now he's got to make sure that the defense is in order and we're replacing, you know, eight starters on defense. But not only are we trying to do that, but now he's kind of, kind of that first week kind of control everything too. Yeah. Um, and so it was a lot, it was a lot on everybody. Uh, and, and they did, an, they did an awesome job just making sure they just, everybody kind of stepped up and did their own part and, um, made sure that, that we, the kids got what they were, what they needed to get, you know, and then, you know, I kind of moved into the summer and, uh, we had a good summer. Um, and we feel like we took our kids just about everywhere, offensive, you know, uh, offensively, defensively. Uh, our, our bigs on OL and DL, you know, they go to the the mm-hmm. camp over in Mountain Brook every year. And then uh, skill wise, you know, we took them to Auburn yeah. uh, for the seven on seven there. And then we, um, dang, we hosted uh, Fort Payne and Aniston in an OTA. Like played two really, you know, mm-hmm. we uh, competed against two really good, you know, football teams there. And then. Um, had the guys in city seven on seven and then the, the national seven on seven in Hoover and, 
you know, it's all those things are good, good experiences for our kids. We want to expose them to as much really, really good talent as possible, yeah. um, regardless of what the outcome was. But our kids competed. Mm-hmm. You know, they went and they competed, you know. And so um, it was good, though. I mean, it was it's always fun when they enjoy being around you and you enjoy being around them. Sure. Um, some days they probably like me less than they do other days, you know, but especially Gage, yeah. like bless his heart, he has the, he has to feel the, the, probably the brunt of the bad days. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they're, they're a, they're, they're a good group of kids. Um, they're, they're a really good group of kids. They're special to me. Uh, I think they know that. Hopefully they do, but, um, it was a wild off season. So how, how's Charlie doing now? She's doing well. Yeah, she's good. We go back. Um, we go back to the cardiologist December nineteenth uh, to figure out if we got to do a balloon cath for a pulmonary artery or not. But okay. uh, it's a little bit narrow. But he said that could just be something that's natural. And if if not, then you know they'll go in there and, and do that little balloon cath operation, and mm-hmm. you know they'll send us home. So yeah. You and I had text back and forth about it. Um, my youngest daughter had open heart surgery as well. Um, spent some time in Children's. You know, you talked about being in there. It's an eye opener. Um, I've, I've told a lot of people that I've ran into over the years. If you ever need to get your priorities in order, just go stand in the lobby of a Children's Hospital, and, mm-hmm. and it'll really open your eyes to you yeah. know to a lot of different situations. You know, we were uh, like you. We were in the uh, cardiac unit, yeah. and um, you know, there were we we thought that you know we Macy had atrial septal defect, which was you know talking about the oxygenated blood, deoxygenated mm-hmm. blood mixing. That's exactly what was going on with her, and they had to go in and correct that. And you know, at the time, all you're thinking about is that's you know that's my baby girl. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. Open heart surgery. It's it's huge. But then we started looking at there were kids on that floor who were waiting for a heart transplant. Yeah, and they had been there, and and like, I'm sure yeah. the same with you. They had been there for weeks, months, years. Yeah, in, yeah. in some cases. And you're you're sitting there thinking, there's a kid somewhere that's gonna have to pass away mm-hmm. in order for that kid to mm-hmm. survive, and it takes you to a whole different level yeah. of understanding in life in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. And you know it all too well. Yeah. It's, no it's difficult. Yeah, yeah without so. it, without a doubt. And everybody tells you. Everybody told us. Um, well, this first one will be the hardest one because she'll ha- she's going to end up having to have two to three more operations where they go in and they change the conduit out, and she it, it's not going to completely grow all the way with her. And everybody tells you like this will be the hardest one, you know, for 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 y'all. And I like I keep thinking like, I mean, you know, God forbid the worst would have happened, but. We, we were, you know, if when she's two or three years old, we have another operation. Now, not only, not only obviously do you deal with the loss of that, but now you deal with you. Now you've built all these memories, mm-hmm. yeah. which end up being, you know, I would, I would imagine would end up being the worst part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And yeah. so, but you're right. Like it's, it's almost impossible not to think about. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, and that. Hardest part for us, and I'm sure it was for you as well, uh, handing your baby girl off to that team to go yeah. in and do that operation. Yeah, it's it's incredibly difficult to to do, and I mean, man, it's just no other way to put it. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, and it's it, difficult, which makes it like, and not to take away obviously from the severity of that situation, but obviously that takes a toll with your professional life. Yeah. Like, as you mentioned, you know, there was a lot of, you know, long days for you where you retired and, um, you know, going into the season, that's tough. I mean, because yeah. regardless, and I, I know how it was for me and I wasn't coaching, 
it's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you're at. You're always thinking about it. So yeah, without a doubt. And, and you can tell, like, you know, I mean, kids are kids are resilient, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like they they will take on a lot of our stress also. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of, you could see you could see how much stress they had when we played that night, mm-hmm. the, when we played the spring game. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like they were so tight, like so worried about making a mistake because they had inherited our stress. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. So, wow. Yeah, and then you, you've got the aspect too with your wife and your son. I mean, and what they're going through. And yeah. as as the father in the family, you take on a lot of that stress as well. I yeah. mean, it's it's hard. Um, yeah. Shifting into into you know the the football talk at Southside. Mm-hmm. What is what does year three look like for the Southside Panthers? Well, we bring back a ton of experience. Um, you know. Uh, when we finished the year against Ramsey, which you know they're playing tonight, you know they're they're a good football team. They're the ones that 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 kind of knocked us out. I mean, Coach Jackson does an awesome job with them. But but the group that we had start the game against Ramsey, um, we bring back ten of those defensive guys and we bring back nine of the offensive guys. Mm-hmm. And so we had we had uh, sustained a couple injuries. You know, our our leading receiver Cody kind of went down. Uh, first play of the third quarter against Moody. You know, he was a senior. Um, and then, you know, we lost, uh, we lost our senior fullback a couple weeks before that. He had like a freak, uh, operation that, that he had to have and ended up knocking him out for the rest of the season. But the only other two seniors we had were, uh, our, um, our center and our left guard, mm-hmm. you know, and so defensively, you know, we were young, young, not, inexperienced young Mm -hmm. um i think we ended up having like seven sophomores start on defense uh and so the the experience that they gained from getting those live reps going into next year will be i mean you know you can't put a price tag on on reps not live reps um so i I expect us to, to continue to make strides our kids work hard I mean, they, they're, you don't have to, you don't have to guess if, if they're going to bring it that day. You know, obviously our thing is they, you know, I tell them all the time, like they change the standard of what it's, is expected there. When we perennially, they're four and six football team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this year there was a lot of firsts for the, our program. Um, I think at one point we had 18 straight games with the takeaway. Wow. Um, we we set the record for most forty point games in a season. Set the record for most you know consecutive forty point games. Uh, ended up scoring thirty one and a half a game, which was uh, I think think third most all time in Southside history points yeah. per game offensively. Um, so there was a lot of there's a lot of really good things to build off of. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously uh, the most important thing is is I don't think anybody's satisfied. I mean, I don't think you can look at five and six as a record and feel like, man, we've done a great job. You know, I mean, yeah. when I look at the two years, like, you know, people look at, oh, man, well, you know, that's like 10 and 12 is not great. Yeah. I mean, I don't, not in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'd never, never made the playoffs back to back or back to back to back years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to do that. Obviously, they made it when Gary was here uh, three years ago and then, uh, back-to-back years, we made it, you know, back to the first round again. And um, we hadn't, we, we have not had great luck in first-round matchups the last three years. And obviously, yeah. uh, three years ago, ended up playing Clay Chalkwell, who ended up going to the semis that year. Last year, played Mountain Brook, who went to the semis. And this yeah. year, playing Ramsey, who's playing for it not, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's been three difficult matchups for us, you know, yeah. kind of going into it, which is is one of the reasons why we scheduled a team like Centerpoint uh, in the spring game, because I wanted to simulate, you know, 
what what a playoff matchup is going to look like because you know, I mean, in this state that if you if you want to make a run, you're going to have to play somebody in Birmingham. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's just kind of the reality uh, of of football in the north. Yep. Um, so you want to you want to give your kids as much exposure to that as possible. Um, but bring back a really good quarterback. You know, I think Gage is uh, I think he's a next level player. I think he took his I think he took his uh, level of play up a ton, especially especially late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept getting better every week. Um, you know, I, and I'm really I'm I'm tough on him. Like I'm I'm probably too hard on him um, just because I know that. And it's really probably for selfish reasons because I want him to accomplish all the things that he wants to accomplish. But at the same time, like I also hear everybody talk about how he's not the best quarterback in the region and he's not, you know, he's not the best quarterback in the county and he's not this and he's not that. And I want all those things for him. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'll probably push him too hard. People are saying that. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and so I would disagree. Like yeah. I, I, I try to, I probably push him too hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and but he's comfortable enough with me now to where you know if mm-hmm. if like he don't understand something or he don't know anything, you yeah. know, he can come like sit down in the office and me and him will talk about it or, you know, it's just it's one of the, he has so he, and people don't know you know people don't people have no idea all the things that he has to do when he gets up there like he gets the play call like you know our offensive line don't ever look to the sideline. Yeah. You know, they look like he looks and our skill guys look. We give them the call. So then he's got to get up. He's got to get up there. Like he's got to look. And if it's a pass play, he's got to. The first thing he has to do is figure out, you know, what is what type of front do we have? Is it odd? Is it even? Mm-hmm. All right. If it's odd, are they bringing? Is the jack off? Is the jack rolled down on the end of the line of scrimmage? Do I need to set the protection to the boundary? Are we getting fired from the field? Do we need to make sure we make a solid call so our right side fans over there to the field too? Now the back's got to make sure that he reads A to A. Like what 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 is happening up here? So he's got to call that first. You know, if it's a run play, he's got to call the run play. He's got to see it. He's got to make sure the back hears the the ID call from our center, so he knows where the combo's coming. He also has to know where is the solution. Like, like we we won't have a ton of what we call run it runs, mm-hmm. where it's just a run play. Like you're running it, let's go. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, there is a a either a solution tag or an RPO tag off of any of our run game stuff to give him an out if he likes what he sees. Um, so he has to be able to see that. So then after the ball snapped, you know, whether we're, we're like pre mesh, he's got to see, do I lock, do I lock the match up on the perimeter? Mm-hmm. Is there, is there not enough in the box? Do we got numbers over here on the other side? Like, do I have the gift? Is the guy bailing? Are they playing cover three? Who's the force player to the boundary? There's just a ton of things that have to happen pre snap yeah. for him. And, and nobody knows, like, nobody, nobody knows, like, you know, they just, hey, well, why'd you throw that ball? I, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, he probably wouldn't have if he didn't think it was going to work. Right. You know, hey, Cole, yeah. can you give us a breakdown of what he just said and explain that a little further? Yeah. So what he's saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and just, just to clarify, because I don't want to. I don't want this to like somebody to listen to it. You said that people are saying he is not the best quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So I was saying I disagree with that because I mean the the kid's stats are are good. I, I mean, mean he's got you know and and as a as a two year starter he's got a little over four thousand yards passing. Yeah. I mean he ended up he finished the year with um like two thousand thirty four yards passing this year. Yeah. Ended up with I think twenty one passing touchdowns. Had six hundred and forty eight yards rushing, another nine rushing touchdowns. 
I mean, he's he's a he's a stud, man. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um, and he's getting recruited. D. I mean, he's got some D one schools got, looking at him. He's right? got yeah. He's got a couple. He's got some people looking at him. Obviously, yeah. they. I mean, the if you if you just go turn his highlight tape on. I mean, one of the first three clips is him. You know, we're playing against Alexandria and we're on the right hash, and he makes a throw from the right hash to the ticks on the left sideline. Um, mm-hmm. That's a long throw. Yeah, like, and puts it on a rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just you know, you can't prepare guys enough. I mean, I like you can't. You try to you try to replicate the pressure of a Friday night on you know Sunday through Thursday, mm-hmm. and you you can't really do that, uh, especially now with social media. I mean, if he becomes what I think he will become, like the the amount of negativity that he receives right now is going to be <laughs> minimal compared to what he would get at the next level anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's right. You know, everybody loves to hate on somebody because they can't do what they're mm-hmm. the person they're hating on is doing. Like not even a fraction of it. So yeah. Well, and that so the how you're breaking that down for Gage and and everything he has to see. I mean, even pre-snap, mm-hmm. what he's having to call out. I mean, it's just so it's just so different. And I don't know about y'all, but from when definitely when I played, like we were not we weren't getting that kind of stuff. No, no, one day in spring garden, we were for sure reading everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that's what's crazy. So Miles, how many how many other quarterbacks do you think or programs and are, are doing the same kind of stuff y'all are doing, giving their quarterback that much liberty and freedom. Because I feel like, like you said, I feel like most of the calls coming out of the huddle, they're pre-designed. It's going to be, hey, we're, we're, we're running the ball left, and there's not a whole lot else off of that. I feel like you're giving him so much liberty, you know, to do that. I don't feel like many programs are doing that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I mean, just off the top of my head, I, I know I know Gainesville, Georgia's doing it, and That's Alfreda, right. Georgia's doing it. Yeah. Like, I know those two programs are just because I know how they run yep. their system because it's very similar to what we do. Right. Um, and look at the success, though. For sure. Obviously, Gainesville, uh, Coach yeah. Niblett. Yeah, they still playing. Yeah. Yeah. Playing, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they're in the semis. Uh, Alpharetta ended up getting beat in the second round. I think they went eight and four in this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, played, played a, a, a the, they got put out by a really good Rome team who's in the semis. Yeah. Team. Um, and, you know, probably had a chance to win that game, played them as tough as anybody had. Yeah. Um, but, at, you know, for us, it's more about, I mean, I, I want to win ball games, but, you know, I think, I think you have to understand like first the, the the one of the positive things i felt like we did this year was we won the games we were supposed to win mm-hmm. um and i didn't think we did that all the time year one and i thought we let a couple slip away from us that we probably should have got and we ended up not getting them what for whatever reason the not of um but this year i felt like we won the games we were supposed to win and in the way we were supposed to win them mm-hmm. like we didn't squeak by like in the ones we were supposed to like we, yeah you know we handled business the way we, that we were supposed to handle it uh, and then and then moved on. So they did a good job with that. I think you got to be able to win all the ones you're supposed to win before you win some that you're not supposed to win. Yep. You know. Um. But you know, it's it's a lot. We 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 try to we try to teach football. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to teach our kids football because we got we got a bunch of guys that want to go play at the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we want we want them to have that opportunity. But one thing that that. You know, we try to do, and I think our coaching staff tries to do a good job of, is not only give them the opportunity to go play at the next level, but I want to have them to be as developed as 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 right as they can be as a football player, mm-hmm. go into the next level, so they have an opportunity to play as a freshman. Right. Um. 
you know, and I don't know if we'll end up having any any you know D one guys next year, the year the year after. We got a couple guys this year that's you know they've got a couple D two offers. You mm-hmm. know, we got you know we got some some D one schools that are kind of looking at them and, and yeah. saying you know are we going to pull the trigger on them or not? We'll probably find out in the next couple of months. But with with NIL and with the the their ability to maximize you know their worth, mm-hmm. like. I think we have a we have an obligation to make sure that these kids are as developed as possible, where right. they can get to the next level and compete to be a starter immediately. Yeah, and with what you're building, like you're only helping the Southside brand because those you those kids go to those colleges and they're ready right then. They come in and say these Southside kids are so much further ahead than these other freshmen that are coming in. What are they doing that's different there? Yeah, right. And then that helps those kids that are behind them get recruited even more because they know they know what they're going to have coming in if you get someone from Southside. Yeah, that's 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 what I you know that's what we were. I, I hope that's the case. I mean, when guys come in, we had a college coach come in on Monday, you know, and he's a defensive guy. And I feel like I, I spend more time looking at defenses in the offseason than I do offensive stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just I just started asking him questions about, you know, how do you guys do this or what's your game plan? Like, what do you look at early on? You know, you you know, what gives you the most issues? Like, um, you know, what type of protections are you guys seeing? You know, mm-hmm. like one thing that, you know, I I think that I think we do a good job teaching football, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is you, which is respectable because I I, I kind of think it's it's been a North Alabama issue for a long time. Um, when you look at recruiting boards and you see guys from North Alabama, a lot of the time, the description on the scattering reports is going to be that they're raw, they're yeah. raw, and raw talent and athleticism will get you on the field mm-hmm. eventually, and 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 it may get you further, but football IQ. We'll get you on the field quicker. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Well, you look. You, I mean, for us, like we we understand who we are. We know we know what our limitations are. We know what our deficiencies are. So for us to give ourselves an opportunity to be successful on Friday nights, like we our kids have to understand what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to be able to just roll out there and have have some guys that are a bunch of four 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 five guys and and huge guys in the box. I mean, you know, we we have to understand what. The, whatever our scheme is for the week, like whatever we're trying to do, why we're trying to do it, how we're supposed to do it the right mm-hmm. way, like our kids have to know all those things to give ourselves an opportunity to be successful. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes that has to change week to week. Um, and like our offensive guys this year, I felt like did an incredible job, especially the week we played Moody. You know, we didn't get the win, we didn't win the game. They've ended up beating us thirty five fourteen. But we went. We're we're a tempo team. Like we are. Typically, what we do is we tempo. Now we play in a bunch of heavy personnels, but we tempo a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had lost our fullback. We didn't have him, so we knew like, all right, we're gonna be in some eleven personnel right here. Mm-hmm. Some eleven, some ten, uh, maybe some twenty. But we can't play fast. They had too many weapons on offense. Like, yeah. we, we were we were young on defense, and they had too many weapons on offense. So we're sitting there on Sunday, and we're thinking like. All right, what can we do that's going to give us an edge going into this one? And so we're talking, our staff's talking or whatever, and we're like, hey, let's just get in the huddle. Let's just huddle, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, I was like, all right, yeah, let's huddle. All right, let's huddle. Every time, let's snap it with six or less on the play clock, Yeah, you know. Um, and And it's easy for us to say that, but then, you know, our kids, they didn't know how to huddle. We never had them to huddle in two years. So <laughs> yeah, we're right. Sunday afternoon. You know, we go, we go out to practice on Sunday, and I'm like, all right, hey, look, this is – we're in the walkthrough. And like, hey, this is how we're going to set the huddle. All right, we can't break this thing with more than 11. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we can't just get to the line. Like, we got to break it. We, we're swapping personnel. We got to be calling out the personnel. Those guys, like I was telling Gage, like, you got to help. Like, we know we're going from 10 to 11. You got to, hey, yeah. hey, we're going 11, 11, 11 right here. Like, yep. we got to know who's coming off the field. We got to know who's coming on the field. Yep. Um, we didn't have a single pre snap penalty that night. Wow. Well, that's um, good. And then, it's you impressive. Know, like, Gage has to go from, like, not having to make a call. Like, he may have to make one or two calls to the offensive line, like, play wise. Mm hmm. Uh, to, you know, having to, I think one of the plays that night, like he's having to make in the huddle is like, you know, deuce two flip X in, toss right H dump. Like, and he's got to get that from the signal. Yep. And then he's got to relay yes. that signal in the huddle. Right. And then once he gets to the line of scrimmage, call the protection when he gets up there. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, we just take that for granted mm-hmm. because, we're like, hey, you should be able to do that. We can do that. You should right. be able to do that. Like, right. This cat's 16 years old. Yep. You yeah. Know? Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, we, I think sometimes, and I, I, I'm, I'm the world's worst, like kind of lose sight of, of how old they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's, that this is not their life. Yeah. You know, that's and, true. And we expect it to be at times. Yep. I mean, this is high school sports. Like, you know, but I, I think that's the reason that it's it's got to the point where it is, is because like you being the coach, we're exposed to more of that than, you know, maybe the previous generation mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a way more, you know, simplified approach in football, line it up and run it. Yeah. Right. And as time progresses, coaches are just more and more knowledgeable of how everything should work. I mean, and then you're given that knowledge to gauge mm-hmm. and then gauge goes into coaching one day you know and then i mean you're, you're just continually continually developing like these athletes or these football players to be more and more and more knowledgeable of the game mm-hmm. so you kind of come to expect it yeah right? at this point yeah. yeah at this point like i think now our guys know um because we had a couple kids that moved into us mm-hmm. um and i was talking to our running back uh, early in the summer, like when he first got there, he didn't get there to like July. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, and we were talking about, I think we were talking about an inside zone play, you know. And you know, we're telling him, hey, hit the back door, hit the back door on inside zone. We got an inside zone, we got a split flow. Hit the back door on the split flow, you know. And like he hits the back door one time, and we're in ten personnel, but we got a run solution tag to it, so he's not. He's just he's just tired of hearing me say hit the back door. Yeah. And, like, the back door ain't there in 10, bro. We can't get to the wheel. Why are we hitting the back door right here? You know, that's what I'm saying to him. And yeah. I'm like, look, what, what are we – like, why are you trying to hit the back door in this one? Like, there's – they're in at that gum under front right there. Like, why are you – and he's like, Coach, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, like, what do you mean under front? Right. You know, and I was like, my bad, man. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about it. Like, yeah. I, we'll, we'll, as soon as we get off the field, we'll we'll, go, we'll draw it up. Yeah. Like, we do that. Some of like – how often does that happen, though? Like when, when you like your knowledge goes further than what your quarterback knows in that moment. How, how often do you have to the, the, go to the sideline and say, like, "Hey, I know you don't know this, but let's let's look at this on the drawing board right quick." Typically, for him, like we we always like there's like a, a decent like flow to how we install stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we draw it up first. And then once we draw it up, then before we start practice every day, like we have a walkthrough period. Before we start anything, we yeah. we have an offensive walkthrough. Um, defense is the same way. Uh, and then after the walkthrough, then we do it in like a group a group period. So like we may run something that's new. We may run that concept in in half scale. Or we may run it in full scale. Well, then after the group period, so after we've done board work, 
walkthrough group period will add it into the team script mm-hmm. for that day. And so they've done it. They've ran that play about four times. Um, but there, there, there are times when we've got something scripted and I don't do a great job of telling him like, you know, this is for a too high look. If we don't get too high, like this is what we got, this is where we got to take it. Like if they all, all of a sudden, if they were to spin it and give us a one high, you mm-hmm. got to take it here. Uh, and sometimes like I'm thinking it in my head, I'm like, well, we can build this in if they spin, but then I don't always relay it to him because we're talking about making sure we get the look versus too high. And I'm thinking, well, if I, I don't want to confuse him and like tell him, yeah, tell look him before, here, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but, but we've got to the point now to where, we try on Wednesdays, like Wednesday is our day. And I know we didn't get into like how we game plan and how we practice and stuff, but like Wednesday is our day. Like when we talk about our shot plays, um, we don't, we never like, that's our walkthrough day. Wednesday's a walkthrough day for us. And we don't put a defense on the other side because we stay split the whole day, except mm-hmm. unless we, when we come together and do special teams. Um, but like we'll get up there and like I'll, I'll, I like it doing it this way. One, because we don't have the personnel to be able to have a scout D and, mm-hmm. and our defense on the other side. Um, we just don't have that many people, but it also allows me to ask them like, Hey, we're in this. What, what are we expecting to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like without a defense lined up, you know, I can ask my center, Hey, we've got a tight end over here. What do they play to a tight end? Mm-hmm. And he can tell, you know, so how are we going to ID this? We're going to choke it. We're going to lock it. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And he can, you know, talk through that, which I think helps them be able to visualize the, the look that we're going to get on Friday. Yeah. Um, and then we can talk about coverage wise back there in the back with Gage and, and, and like, the thing that is, I think, kind of we don't talk about a ton is, like, those receivers have to understand what the coverage is, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a ton of different things that are in just our, our normal throw game uh, package where they're side adjusting after the ball snap based off how many safeties we get. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we've got a verts call and we know that we're going to end up getting, you know, say it, say it stays too high then our inside receiver to the tag side is running a bender. Like he knows like once he clears, once he clears the overhang, like get him to pedal off his grass and then we're hitting the bender. You know, but if they're gonna if they're gonna spin it, right, and he's gonna stay in the middle of the field, then mm-hmm. he's gonna stay on the scene. Yep. You mm-hmm. know? Um and they have to understand it the same way that Gage has to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you got a guy on the back side that's gonna dog his route because he thinks the ball's going to the front side. Right. When that's we may come to that. Maybe the gift. I'm mean, be taking that. You know, pre-snap. We're looking like, hey, we like that. Let's go to it right now because we got a favorable look over there. Yeah. Um. And so, it's it's hard sometimes. So is that what you call gift? I'm sorry, I just have to get into it. So gift is like you have your tag side. Mm-hmm. So but 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 Gage sees something maybe pre-snap. It's like, oh, they're giving us something over here. So yeah. instead of tag side, we're going back here. Yeah, like that's if, gift. You're, so, you're yeah. supposed to say for our listeners. <clears throat> for our listeners. <laughs> for our, can you explain this for our listeners? That, that's that's so, why. That, that, that's code. So like, uh, yeah. we had Coach Edwards on, yeah. uh, Riley yeah. Edwards, and he was uh, talking about two shell. And he three was talking shell. about two shell and three shell. I hadn't, I'd never even heard it referred to as two shell and three shell. <laughs> and uh, we're, he's in the middle of conversation. And I said, uh, I said, Coach, I said uh, for our listeners, I said, can you explain two shell and three shell? So he goes into like an explanation about it and we get done recording. He leaves and I told Will, I said, man, I said for our listeners, but that was 100% for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anytime we don't understand something, we're supposed to say for our listeners. Now that's good though. But is that, so that's what gift is going to be. It's just something yeah. away from the tag side that you, that he notices. Yeah. That's like for us, um, like our drive concept. Like if mm-hmm. we're, if we're three by one, whether we're three by one open, three by one closed, like if we got drive tag to the three by side. So mm-hmm. for, for us, I mean, we, 
whoever the tag receiver is, like he's got they've got the drive. Yeah. So it goes drive, hunt, post. Yeah. Uh, and then the back knows, you know, I'm check and I'm out to the drive side because if he gets out, like if there's no free rusher, if mm-hmm. they're dropping eight, then he's got to get out to open up the hunt window. Yep. Um, and so for, for Gage, his, his thought process is, all right, where's my boundary safety? Yep. Like if my boundary safety is over here, over the top of two, then they're, they're playing two for one. Like if he's, if he's over the top of the single receiver, they're playing two for one. Yep. So now we should be good to the concept side. Let's mm-hmm. just stay with the concept. Right. Um, if they're playing, I guess what we would call, uh, some people call it hole, some people call it poach, where the free safety, the boundary safety rolls yeah. to the middle. He's going to end up taking three through the middle. Yeah. You know, okay. Now, now they're, now they're one on one. So then he looks, all right, well, is there, is there a hole player over there? Like is the jack rolled down to the boundary if they're an odd front? Like is there an overhang because they're playing four, two, five? Like where's the, where's the boundary player? Like if there, if there's nobody in the hole and it's single coverage, then is the corner pressed or is he bailed? Yeah. So we may bailed, have, you may have a, yeah, we may have like side. a six step speed out yeah. that he just boom just stands up and takes it because yep. they're playing they're playing some form of cover three to that side, mm-hmm. um, and he's just gonna stand up and, and plenty of and gap take over the there. Does, does have, uh, well, we won't, we won't talk about signals. I didn't know if he had like a gift signal, but we won't well, talk he, about he, that. We, so, away. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. we do is we don't ever we don't really have any, and I think the beauty of of like. And this is not like I mean I didn't come up with this offense like yeah. I got it from other people you know this is not something that that I cre- I created or anything like that it's just something that you know uh, I was fortunate yeah, enough you've to been see around people a lot do of good it minds, yeah, yeah yeah and yep. you know we kind of tailored it to to fit us and mm-hmm. we changed some things that had to be changed and and kept a lot of things the same but we never we don't have like a one we don't have like one specific pass game concept that tells everybody what to do yeah like we have side to side concepts whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's a single receiver side a two receiver side a three receiver side and so when we tag our stuff like we'll tell him like hey drive here you know choice up top mm. and like we can tag it in the run games run games the same way like if we want to if we want to run wide zone but we want that single receiver over there to the boundary and wide zone to run a hitch because if that corner's bailing we want to stand up and take the hitch yeah and take the hitch we do the same thing. So we got wide zone called. He gives wide zone for the offensive line, and then we'll be like, "Hey, he heat up top, it. heat up top. Let's go double bucks down here." Like it's the same. You know, we, yeah. we have the freedom to be able to run whatever concepts we want to run to each side of the field. You know, paired with a run game if we want to. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of the the signals. Uh, do y'all run off like? Do you run off a wristband like you're given? Mm-mm. You don't. No, it's it's everything's hand signal. Okay. Uh, now wristband is something that we talked about doing. I, I mean, I they were in there. Uh, some kids were in the in the office the other day, and they were kind of torn with ideas. Like, hey, you know, with with the possibility uh, of us going Nike next year, there's like, hey, uh, what do you think about? Could we get them wristbands like Alabama's got? Like, go look at them <laughs> wristbands and like. And I was like, I don't know. We talked about like. Um, potentially putting some two-minute stuff on the wristband because yeah. we have like a specific two-minute procedure yeah. um, that our offensive guys kind of know like we're going to come out of the huddle, we're going to run a play, and then uh, we have a specific procedure of how we get into yeah. the next play, what the next formation is going to be, and things like that. And so um, it might be easy for us. Like we're we're going to we're going to kind of look into possibly putting our tempo, our tempo package and our, our two-minute package mm-hmm. on a band for them to to see it where he just got to he don't have to call a signal, yeah. he don't have to call a formation. He can right. just kind of line up, look at it, saves a play. few seconds. Yeah. 
So obviously, with you being such an offensive-minded guy and Justin being such a you know good defensive guy, mm-hmm. I would I bet y'all's meetings does it get pretty heated sometimes? Uh, y'all go the, back and forth. Practice field does. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Practice field does. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a. I think we all are competitors. You gotta be. Yeah. Right. I mean, the 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 fortunate part about my situation is like what what whatever happens on on the practice field, like whatever I say is going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. So if I think it's a first down, it's a first down. That's true. He can't argue with you there, can he? That's good. Yeah. I mean, they can so they can not lock it all they want to, but if right. it feels like a first down to me, it's a first down. That's right. Yeah. That's the perks of being the boss. But like, I, I, love, uh, I love I love studying different, like, defenses. Like, that's mm-hmm. – I don't know. I, I find it fascinating. Um, you know, I, I that's – to me, like that's one of the fun parts about you know enjoying the people that you work with, and being able to bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go in there and, and talk to them and be like, hey, what do you guys, you know, if we get in this set, like, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? What? How, what, how would this? How would this? You know, conflict. Yeah. What you guys are doing? That's right. Um, and they'll do the same thing. He's yeah. like, hey, what if if they're a if they're a big gap scheme team? Like, what do you think we could do to kind of stop the gap yeah. scheme to this? You know, this week. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's that's the best part of coaching, on, yep. honestly, uh, is right. being able to learn from each other. I, I've told this story a couple of times. Um, the the year I was at Alpharetta, we had John Thompson as our defense coordinator. Um, and he's, you know, for people that don't know John Thompson, he was East Carolina's head coach. He was mm-hmm. Saban's first defense coordinator at LSU. He was Ordron's D.C. at Ole Miss. He was on the, the Florida staff of Spurrier. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's a savant. Like, that, he's, he's legit. Like, he's probably – forgot more football than I know and we would eat lunch I'd eat lunch down there in his office and me and him would just hey I just let him talk and I just try to soak every yeah. piece of information that that he had out there like I yeah. would always love to talk to him about how he game planned like how he scouted the 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 opponent mm-hmm. um so I could go back and be like well, when we self-scout like that's we need to self-scout the way he game plans like the way he scouts yeah. for an opponent we self-scout that way that's right which helped us kind of formulate how we do our self scouts yeah you know but no, so. that's good yeah when i was in jacksonville state we had that a lot we'd be in d staff at night watching film and an offensive guy come in here and be like what would you call this formation and how would you line up against it yeah because they were wanting to put it in but they just want to see from a defensive side of the ball like you know what do you think about this mm-hmm. you know how should we attack this what would you do you know so that that is good because like nobody i would say nobody knows offense better than a defensive coach is what they think you know because yeah. that's all you look at yeah you're looking at the offense all week trying to figure out what they're doing mm-hmm. right and same thing on your side you're looking at defenses all the time yeah so no that's that's good that's good stuff so we uh we on our our social media for under further review has got like millions of followers and <laughs> and uh yeah. so we got a ton of feedback on some questions and i think colton is going to ask the uh the first question for you coach yeah this is yeah that first question um from jerry williams who has a michigan basketball picture on his on his profile yeah, yeah. he says ask the coach where and what are the south side panthers yeah so uh, yeah. where and what yeah well Matt, we're a jungle cat yeah uh, probably primarily yeah um, mm. i think south side 
could really be wherever you would consider opposite of the north side. Yeah, technically yeah, speaking. I, I haven't even thought about that. That's good, though. Um, this is the first time in the whole conversation I feel like I can jump in. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, you remember in Step Brothers where they're like at the table talking about the, the fishing, and Dale's like, so so uh, is it like a big fish? And they're like, look at him like he's gone. Yeah. Well, they call it a trophy fish, so yes. <laughs> That's how you felt in the that that conversation yeah, about the X and O's. I thought about saying a few things, and I just let you go, you know, because it get really bad. But I would, I will. I mean, if if for the guy, I don't know where I don't know where Jerry's from. Yeah. Um, but we are in uh, Etowah County in Gadsden, Alabama. Yeah, and we are a five A uh, school that is uh, the combination of Rainbow City and Southside. Yeah. So it's, I think it's worth noting, Anthony. You you so you boosted the post about the episode, right? I did. Did you boost it to Michigan? I, man, like, I, how did that happen? I boosted it button. to some haters. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback. Nobody wanted me on their feed. Yeah, and I was, man, I was like, they were telling me like, get off my feed. Like you're, you're, you're the new Nigerian prince that sends out all these spam emails. Like it was. It was on a different level. What does it like, even mean? I don't even know. So, that's above my head. That's yeah. so, my head, right? Yeah. So there's like a you know, there's like a spam like like the they call it the Nigerian prince because they send an email and they're like, hey, I've got a million dollars and I need to transfer it into somebody's account, oh. but like you it, you'll get it in your spam folder. It wasn't that wasn't real. No, yeah. <laughs> Check your account. Yeah, <laughs> No, but uh, seriously, uh, so a, a very, very good friend of mine, um, Coach Quentin Williams with at Albertville, mm-hmm. um, uh, great guy. Uh, he did want me to ask you what part of coaching brings you the most joy. Uh, probably the relationship aspect of it. Um, that that's the that's where you get the most reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, winning and losing is going to happen. Like it's going to happen. If you ask me what my favorite win was, it's going to always be the next one. So yeah. you're not going to get too caught up in, in the wins. But like the last week, um, had a kid that I coached when I was at, and he's not a kid anymore, I don't guess me, but coached him when I went at Haleyville. Um, and like, you know, I still, there's, there's, but kids think it's, you know, my, my freshman in my geometry class think it's fascinating that, um, like I, I have a Snapchat with some of our players. Yeah, they think that's fat. Like I'm too old, I guess, to have a Snapchat. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. okay. Like, but that, that's how that's how you know I communicate with like the guys that I used to coach. Yeah, you know, um, and like the most rewarding part is like he sends me a picture and it's him and his daughter that he just had a baby. Like that's 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 awesome. Yeah, you know, like the fact that they care enough to like send you a picture, send you a message, like mm-hmm. you know. Um, want to keep up with you, uh, you know, ask about you, ask how things are going. Uh, to me, like that's the, that's the most rewarding part of, of getting to coach. And then, and the other thing is getting to see like the guys that you really care about, like get to live out their own dreams. Like get to see them be happy, get to see mm-hmm. them do what they love to do. And like know that you, you didn't create that, but you had a small part of, of helping them like yeah. get to where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's that's pretty fun. It's probably the probably the thing that I enjoy the most is just like being able to have real conversations um, with those kids when they're when they're in in good times and bad times. Like you know, there's been there's been kids that's come in there and um, kind of going through some stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and like they just want to sit down and they just want to talk about it. I mean, 
the fact that they trust you enough to to come in there and like be I guess vulnerable with you, especially for teenage kids right now, like that's like the, I take that pretty serious. You know, I mean, yeah, because I think that's a special thing. It's a, it's a you end up building like a special relationship um, with the kids that you get to coach, and so mm-hmm. um, you know, which is is it's probably the best part about it. Like that's the yeah. that's what I get the most joy from, I guess. Well, I'm a big believer that, and I think this goes for any sport really that. We really undervalue chemistry mm. on a team. And I know you probably generate a lot of chemistry in your team by being presentable like that because not a lot of coaches are that presentable when it comes down to it. I mean, it's, it's kind of a unique trait. So I, I, I know that actually means something more, even more you know, than just off the field. It really means something on the field, too. Like I think some people would look at it like if you were to just, if you were to just open the door, like pop into our facility, like, I don't know, tomorrow at like one thirty, mm-hmm. there's probably going to be six or seven guys just yeah. sitting in the office. Yeah. Um, yep. and I, and like for some people would be like, man, you can't, you gotta, there's gotta be a boundary. There's gotta be, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm just not going to be like, I can't be like that. I can't, I can't be like that. Like I, yeah. I can, I can, I can only be me. Yeah. Um, and for me, like I'm comfortable when there's people in there That's right. and they want to be in there. Yeah. Um, like there was an awesome video going around the other day, like Sunny Docks. I was just about to bring um, that up. Yep. And and I remember like so my offensive line coach was like, "Hey, did you see that video, Sunny Docks?" I'm like, "Yeah." you like how cool is that? And I was like, "That's the that's, that's the it. best part." Like, yeah. Like, if they if they didn't believe in what what we were doing, or they didn't trust our, you know our staff to get them to where they wanted to be, like they wouldn't want to hang out with us. They they wouldn't yeah. want to come in there and talk to us. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like they're always in there, and they're always clowning around, and and but but at the same time, like they know when it's time to to be serious. Yeah. Mm. Um. And when they come by, like they always want to. I always look like if guys are leaving the facility because like my my office door is like right next to the door. Yeah. And like I always look because I don't want them to leave without like saying something. Yeah. You know, because I like I like if. I don't know why, but like I don't want them to leave without like being like wanting to be like, hey, all right, see, you, coach. You yeah. Know? You know, because I feel like if 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 they don't feel like they can like tell me bye, like I hadn't done something. Like there's some there's a piece of that relationship that's missing. Right. Yeah. Um. And so that's always like I don't even know why that's a big deal, but like it just is a big deal to me. You yeah. Know? And so. Well, the so for our listeners, what uh, what's the Sunny Docks video? <laughs> uh, he, he just he just had some guys. Uh, he just had some guys like hanging out in his office. There was four or five players just sitting around on the couch, just kind of talking, and they were like, "This is how you know that you've developed a culture where if they're comfortable enough to hang out in the in the head man's office." You know? Okay, yeah, that's what that it makes was. sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. And like I don't know how I don't I don't know if that's like something that happens a ton at mm-hmm. that level. I don't I don't know. It didn't it didn't in Jacksonville State. That's all I can speak for. So, um, well, once again, and you see what TCU's done this season I mean, out of nowhere, right? And you can't just attribute that to talent because no. they don't have a ton more talent than they had last year. Yeah. But something changed, right? Yeah, so, there's no that's, doubt. That's there's, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, so, uh, Jumping over to uh, a little talk about Robbie Ashford, uh, you obviously were uh, you were Robbie's quarterback coach when you were at Hoover High School, uh, so you got to spend a lot of time with him. Yeah. Uh, you've got to see him kind of grow from Oregon now down to Auburn yep. uh, here in the state. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How cool was that, just seeing him or coaching him, and then seeing where he's at now? I mean, it was great coaching him. I loved every second of it. Um, he's just a just a uber competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you watch him on Saturday, and you know like how. Like how much of a competitor he is, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's uh he's an emotional guy. Just plays so, like he just he, like 
everything matters. Yeah. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be able to go to the Texas A&M game at home. Like, so me and Kayla's in there and, and, um, his, his mom, Melanie is, I mean, she's, she's awesome. Uh, she did an incredible job with him. Um, he's, he's a really, really good dude and, and people, you know, I, I have a hard time like sitting there, uh, like listening to everybody, like, oh, wow, I can't believe you didn't throw the S, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, y'all don't even shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shut yeah. up, man. You can't, like, you couldn't walk out there for one second. You no. Know? Yeah. Um, but being able to go and, and spend some time with them and, and talk to her and, um, we're able to see him after the game. And like the cool, the, the, the cool thing to me was, is like he comes out and he's the last one. Like he's, he, look, he's always been the last one out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like for as long as I've known him, he is, it takes him forever yeah. to get dressed. Like he's gonna, you know, he's never, <laughs> it just takes him forever. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're standing there and, and it's probably, I don't know, it's probably about 12, 15 before he comes out of the locker room. Like we're the last people kind of in the facility right there waiting on him to come out. And like to be as, um, I guess well known as he is, like mm-hmm. around this. Like as soon as he comes out, he's just like, "Man, what's up?" You know, yeah. like that's just him. Like you know, yeah. uh, he's 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 a special dude. Uh, and but the, the crazy part was like we leave, we walk out of the facility, and like there's like these three little girls and their parents. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's past midnight, uh, and they're waiting on him to come out to take pictures with him and stuff. Yeah, uh, like and just like to see the humility. That he had like taking pictures with those kids, yeah, um, was was pretty awesome. And then and then like he was like, hey, just walk, walk up here to the dorm, walk up here to, to the dorm. Like and like we're walking, like these are like college kids, like they yeah. go, they still go to that school. They're like, oh my gosh, can we take a picture? Will y'all take our picture with him? Yeah. And like he would stop, talk to every one of them, like take a picture with them. Like it's just a, I'm just excited. I'm just happy to see him happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just excited that he's happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know and. Um, I thought he played. I thought he played his tail off against Alabama. He did. He did. Um, you know, I, I told somebody I was in a win-win situation. Like I'm an Alabama fan, but yeah. if, like, if he would have balled out and they would have won, I'd be yeah. okay with it too. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, you know, I thought he played. I thought he played incredibly hard. I thought he, you know, gave him opportunities to move the football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you see, you see all, you see people that that hate on him a little bit, and well, he's not this, and he's not that, and you know, I, I think early on, I think it was, it was. I think it was tougher early on because it, it almost felt like he had to go in there and, and this is not coming from him this is just from my perspective mm-hmm. like having to go in and like almost afraid to make a mistake yeah because mm-hmm. then you, hey, you're coming right back out the that's next right series. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's, you can't um, do anything that way and it, you know it was just tough well you, you know you mentioned earlier how how much he cares and i'm an auburn fan i guess i'm the only auburn fan in here um you know well, first of all it's progressed to assuming Robbie would, you know, was kind of a, a throw in mm-hmm. to now Auburn fans really assume he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy to beat. Auburn fan base fell in love with the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he mentioned in, in his last interview how much he's been injured all season. Without, nobody knew. Like, yeah. like it was not Play something he wanted to talk about. Yeah. 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 So, so obviously tough, very tough. Uh, but, you know, you go back to that Texas A&M game. Uh, Robbie's worst attribute is probably he's really his own, his own worst enemy. He mm-hmm. made that. He missed that throw on the wheel route. Yep. And he immediately went down, you know, yep. and, and every, you know, like you said, people get mad about that, but I was where I was there too. Mm-hmm. My first worry, and I was in the end zone where he was kneeling down. My first worry was, nah, man, he's, 
he's just tearing himself up right yeah. now, you know, and and you worry about that. But no, nah, man, he's 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 I don't know how else to say it. He's special. He's a special yeah. athlete. Yeah, he is. Well, and what's for me, I think what's scary about him is I, I don't think he was probably in a system where he's going to shine as bright as what he was in this year versus what he's going to do with you freeze. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Cause that's similar to what you all were doing with mm-hmm. Niblet and, and at Hoover. So, I mean, I, or right. I mean, that's, yeah, absolutely. Like he's about yeah. to go in. I mean, he's to, like, to me, he reminds me like skill. Like, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs, but like skill set wise, he's seems very similar to Malik Willis and like mm-hmm. what he was, you know what he was yeah. able to do with him at, at Liberty. Well, you know? yeah. talked about. It. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys got to watch the introductory press conference mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week, but he, he he talked about Robbie in the press. Only per, only player he talked about in the press conference, and he you know he said you know he can run around really well, and I really like that. And he and he kind of made it you know to where you assume that that's all he really liked about him. And he said, but then I watched the Alabama game, and he made that throw. In the back corner of the end zone, yeah, it was a dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I text you was, and he said, yeah. "He's you know he was saying, well, this guy, you know, he has something there. There's yeah. something untapped, and and if he can do it once, he can do it over and over again. He has it somewhere in there. So yeah, I I think it's the assumption now that he's the guy and that that he can hopefully be the guy to really turn him into a, you know, a, a, a top of the conference player. And I yeah. really think he can be that. I think he can. Yeah." I mean, for as, for as much as people didn't, you know, for uh, say say that he can't throw the football or whatever, like he's, I mean, he's top ten in freshman passing yards, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. time in the conference. Yeah, like yeah. he did something right. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yep. He he can he can definitely do it. Uh, you know, at the same time, like I don't I don't know what their game plans look like. I mean, I, I I would I would hate to be one of the guys that is on that coaching staff that's having to game plan using somebody else's offensive system. Yeah. Like once once they made the move, like that's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, and so you don't you don't know what it was like. I mean, it was probably a, a version of hey, like let's shorten the game. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's, let's kind of lean on our two backs and uh, you know, so you you just it's just hard. You, you don't. You know, nobody knows like what goes into the game plan, what's supposed mm-hmm. to be, what's supposed to be made. But mm-hmm. talking about the throw down the sideline, the first thing he said when he come out is, "I missed the wood on the sideline." Like, you know, like yeah. I was like, well, yeah. "That's what he was thinking about." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, but yeah, I think that's probably one of one of the his biggest growing. He's got to learn how to not punish himself yeah. for stuff like that and move on to the next, right? You know, and at the same like, he's him. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I don't, and I, and like he he will. He will he will grow from it. I mean, I mean, people look at it because he's an older because you know he's been in college before and he's a transfer, yeah. but nobody realizes like he's technically a freshman this year. Like he's yeah. got he's got three years left. I hate know? that as an Alabama fan. Yeah, like he he can <laughs> he's gonna be so much more developed because yeah. I mean, yeah, he was at Oregon for two years, but but you can't replicate the experience of getting to take those game reps like he did this year. Right. And so going from from you know this year to next year, I mean, I think it'll just be that much more growth that that you know they'll get to yep. see. Yep. So I have a two part question here. Go ahead. All right. So you golf? Yes. Okay. Good. Here's what I wanted to know. Your brother Mort's a good yep. golfer. Mm-hmm. You get to pick the course. Yeah. How many strokes do they have to give you each side? <laughs> okay. So um, I will I will preface this by saying we went golfing last week. Okay. At Gatlinburg. So we play yes. a course. I mean I'm picking Dandridge every time. Okay. Uh, it's a course in Dandridge, Tennessee. It's uh, we go there every year Thanksgiving yeah. unless we're still playing football. Um, I shot a 73 and he shot a 76. 
So first time I'm I've sorry then. Yeah, the first I'm time sorry I, I asked that. I will say the next <laughs> day, like the next day, he came back and played really strong. We yeah. a different course, and it was more of his type of course. Like okay, it was a little tighter. Like you had to be a better, like true golfer. Yeah, like the first one was kind of open. You could miss the fairway a little bit and still be all right. Yeah, it's kind of my style. How do you shoot a 73 and say you're not a true golfer? Uh, that's well, unreal. I, I, like, I, shut I, up. I, I text our offensive line coach, and I was yeah. like, yo, I just shot a 73 today. Like, I Dude. played great. Yeah. Like, this is the best I've ever played, probably. Okay. Um, well, I can't wait to see Mort next time. Man, yeah. if I shoot 103, I'm yeah. good. Like, <laughs> man. That's the first time, like, that is the probably the, since he, like, since he got older and, like, got good, yeah. that's the first time I've beat him. Yeah. Um, most of the time, he's... You know he he you know he's one of them guys like that'll that'll shoot like a seventy four and be disappointed. Yeah, he's so much fun to watch. Like they have like a Thursday night men's league at the state park like last summer. <laughs> yeah, and him I don't remember the other guy's name. He played golf at Miles as well. But Anthony, uh, and maybe Anthony. Yeah. Uh, kind of kind of like a slanky dude, skinny yeah. dude, just yeah. out there. You would not think he'd be good at golf. They were going at it like they were coming into eighteen. And dude, they were just mouthing back and forth so much. And Mort sticks one to like two feet, and he threw out the Kevin Kidgers that this ain't no hobby, man. Yeah. And I was so fired up just watching those two dudes. So that's the reason I had to ask. Look, man. if it is more than likely, it was Anthony. I've told people before, like Anthony was the brother that we didn't want. Yeah, we got him <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, but you look. I love Anthony. He's a good dude, man. For sure, for sure. We uh, we so we we'll kind of text back and forth like in preparation for you know the whoever we're bringing on to talk about obviously and uh will thought he was getting you on that one like he was like he was I, like i've got for sure yeah he's like oh i got it i got a good one man i'm, I'm gonna get him he's like <laughs> no. I found, you know mort mort's his brother he's really good at golf he's like i'm, I'm gonna stick it to him on this no one. I, no i did not say all that i had a good feeling that you did play and that you were good but I'm, i've seen mort play so nah, he's, good. Yeah, he's, he's so good he's really man. like nor, yeah. on, a, on a normal day i would say um i mean i would need i would need at least two strokes aside, maybe three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Will said you just looked like a terrible golfer. It's what now he's making stuff. <laughs> that was his words. Now like. he's making stuff up. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Miles, man, we've enjoyed having you on the show again. It's been a it's been a really good time. It's it's always uh, great to hear just you know what you've got going on in your program. Um, Obviously, a lifelong fan. I think, you know, for the three of us, obviously, just following you and, mm-hmm. and where you're at and, and what's going on at Southside. And, uh, man, just the overall picture. Glad your family's doing well and so happy you're become, able to come back on the show. Thank I'll tell you, you this. Like, yeah. If you guys like wanted to go watch it, I don't know if you have. Maybe you have. Uh, yeah. We had a guy, CJ, that, uh, that went through. We asked a couple of our older guys, our seniors. Um, after last season, I was like, "Hey, what is something that you guys want us to do that you like wish we could have done?" And they was like, "Man, I wish we had a documentary." Yeah. And so, uh, CJ CJ was with us a couple different games. Um, episode four of our Locked In series on YouTube is, comes out like probably next week sometime. Okay. So, okay. Um, it's a it's it's good, man. Like, CJ did an awesome job with it. Uh, but that's a. It's, it's it's it was wild having being mocked up on the sideline and stuff and yeah. knowing like you got to be careful but yeah uh, yeah it was it was a <laughs> it was a fun is a fun deal uh something that I think our kids will look forward to in the future but um like CJ's a, he's a he was really really good and that's on YouTube yeah okay yeah, okay yeah I'm definitely gonna watch that I don't um, know yeah what, what channel is it, uh, is it under so it's uh, the uh, CJ's his channel is called Unlock Your Game. Okay. Um, uh, it's called Locked In with Southside Football, I think. Um, and so there's, there's three, it's, it, we, we, we knew it was going to be like a four part deal. 
Um, and so the fourth one hadn't came out yet. He posted the real for it the other day, but um, like it'll be uh, it'll cool. be probably up there. There it I is. I would say by next week sometime. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, YouTube channel unlock your game, and I mean yeah, all of them pulled up right here. Uh, unlock your game, and then locked in episode one with Southside High School. Yeah, it's cool pretty stuff. pretty cool deal, man. He he does a he did a really really good job with that, and so he's been good to us since we got there. You know, we kind of. Had him um, come with us early on and like do some video stuff for us, try to get our program out there. And yeah, um, you know, me and him started talking, I guess, two summers ago. Like, what would it look like? You know, what could we do? And mm -hmm. like, he just kind of took the vision and just ran with it, man, and did an awesome job. Yeah, awesome, awesome. We're glad to have you on, man. Uh, yeah, always enjoy that. Thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. You've been listening to Under Further Review, the sports podcast with Anthony Burgess. Visit us online at UFRSportsCast.com and follow us on Twitter at UFR underscore SportsCast. Thank you for listening. And after further review, the ruling on the field stands. UFR 